Meet your midweek anchor. Anchorology is a faith-based podcast curated to serve you with bi-weekly strength talks, be a place of relevance, and a well of encouragement. Each episode seeks to uplift, challenge, and propel you forward as you navigate and journey through different seas and seasons of life. So welcome to Anchorology, the podcast with your host, Tiffany Leggett. Let's start the show. Hey, hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Anchorology, the podcast with your host, Tiffany Leggett. Uh, we're going to get into a, a show today, and so I'm so excited. Um, but before we do, I want to say thank you to all of you who's had a chance to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show. Again, as being a new podcaster, all of this benefits me. So if you have had the chance to do so, thank you so very much. I'm grateful for your support. And if you had not had the chance to do so, please do so as soon as you can. I would be so grateful um, for you to do that for me. Also, thank you to those of you who have subscribed to my email list. I see y'all. The past couple of weeks, it has definitely grown tremendously. And so I'm thankful for all of you all's support. Again, I will not spam you. I will not email you thousands of emails. I literally just want to have a way to communicate with you um, when I'm, you know, not on the podcast. Um, there'll be some updates coming up as far as some other things that we'll be doing with Anchorology that you may want to support. If you just want to listen to the podcast, okay, cool. But you may want to know what's going on with Anchorology because it is more than a podcast. And then also um, just updates about that relates to the podcast. Um, I just want everyone to be in the know. So if you have joined my email list, thank you. If you have not, you still have an opportunity to do so. You can go to www.anchorology.com. Or you can click on the show notes and click on the email link there. So let's go ahead and get into this show. So as you can see from the episode title, we're going to be talking about get somebody else to do it. Now, we know that this is a buzz phrase that has been going on for a little while now. And I tried to confirm where it derived from, but I was not able to do so before I started to record. So it's okay. We have all heard it. We've seen someone... uh uh, post about it on social media or something, or we've seen a meme about it, but we've heard, seen, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> so this particular topic that we're going to be going to be talking about today, the Lord had put it in my spirit for like the past three weeks. And so as I was, um, you know, just meditating and just receiving downloads from, um, from the Lord, I was riding down the road one day and Literally, this episode title came to me and I was like, wow, it actually correlates with what we're going to be talking about on the podcast. So there you have it. That's why we're here. Get somebody else to do it. Now, I know those of you, you know, we love God. We love his word. So I know that there are many of you who have that favorite Bible story, right? Or either that favorite Bible character. I would definitely be interested in knowing your favorite character or your favorite story. But mine, I have several, but my favorite all time story is that about the Shunammite woman. Um, I have preached it before. I have um, heard it preached many of times. I've read about it many of times, but every time I read it or hear it, God gives fresh revelation. 
Um, and so today I preached this before he did give me a revelation um, concerning what we're going to talk about. And but I want to share it with the podcast. OK, so um, get somebody else to do it. Now, before I actually get into today's episode, I'm going to have to give you some background leading you up to where we are. Now, we have this woman who's a Shunammite woman. She's married. What it is, she sees a man of God, Elisha, pass by doing ministry assignments. She see him pass by her house often. And so she um, had a God idea to be a blessing to him to make sure that he had a place to refresh himself after or before ministry assignments, pretty much to provide him a room, a place for him to rest and to get his stuff together, get his mind together um, before or after ministry assignments. So she had that God idea. She presented it to her husband and her husband obliged. So what they ended up doing is that they added a room to their home to be a blessing to the man of God, Elisha. So she told Elisha about it. He you know, was thankful and he sought out the room and immediately once he sought the room or got into the room, he was so impressed. And it was at that point that he felt so compelled to speak a blessing or to do something for the woman of God, for her act of service towards him. So he asked her, what is it I can do for you? And so she immediately says, There's nothing that you need to do for me. I simply did this to be a blessing to you. There are no strings attached. I just knew that there was a need and I wanted to meet it. Now, her giving him this response, he was not satisfied. He was like, there has to be something that I can do for you, that we can do for you, for how you have blessed me in such a huge way. So she continued to deny, I don't need anything. I'm good. You don't need to speak to anybody like I'm good. I just want it to be a blessing to you, literally. Then he starts to talk to his servant, Gehazi. And Gehazi tells him that she does not have a child and her husband is old. And so Elisha then thinks about it and it's like, you're right. So he calls this Shunammite woman into him and tells her by this time next year, you shall bear a son. Now, she had a rebuttal about that. We're not going to get all into that because we're going to revisit this whole story at some time at, um, you know, during the duration of the podcast at some point. But um, lo and behold, she had a son that same time next year, just as he said. So now we are getting to the point of today's episode. So the Bible goes on to state, and y'all, this is in Luke, I mean, um, I'm sorry, 2 Kings 4. Um, It starts at 8, but the verse that we're going to be talking about is 2 Kings 4 and 19. So I'm sorry about that. Um, But so the child ends up growing up, and the Bible says that as the child was out in the field, he began to complain about his head hurting. And so we already know how the child got here. We already know that it was literally an act of God, the reason that the child is even here. And so the Bible says that the child began to talk about my head, my head, indicating that his head was hurting. And so the father in that moment, he tells a servant 
to go get his son and take him to his mother. Now, y'all, this God sent child, this miracle child is complaining that his head is hurting or that he having some type of issue. His dad is made aware of it. And instead of the dad going to get his own child and taking him to the mother, the Bible says that the father tells a servant to go take the child to his mother. Now, before I received this revelation, I had an issue with the dad because I'm like, you already know that this child literally is a miracle, you know, or a miracle or not. You know, I don't have kids, not yet, but I cannot fathom one of my children having an emergency, a medical emergency, and I not want to be the one to go rescue them and come to their aid, make sure that they're okay. I want to be the one, I want to be the first one there that they see so that I can check them out, see what's going on and get them the help that they need. So I had an issue with that. And it wasn't until the Lord spoke to me and gave me a mind blowing revelation that I'm like, wow. So I um, was reading it and I, you know, just, just was, was uh, meditating on the scripture and I was just like, God, like, why would he send somebody else to go see to go see about his child when his child is in the middle of a medical emergency? And y'all, the Lord with his good self, the Lord with his good self simply told me, he said, Tiffany, the dad was aware that he simply did not have the capacity to do it. So he got somebody else to do it. I said, huh? Like, I need you to help me out. So he said the father was aware of his own capacity. And he knew that he did not have the capacity to go and get that child and run him to his mother. Because remember, when I told you, when the man of God was asking his wife, what can we do? They found out that they didn't have a child. And a main reason for that at this point was that the father was old. So he was feeble. He was up in age. He didn't have the mobility, the strength, the endurance to do much at that time. So it was impossible for him to pick up the child and run him at a fast pace to his mother. So he instead got somebody else who could do the job better than him. I said, wow. And I, I still wrestle with it for a second because I'm like, but, but still like, it it just seems like there was something that he can do. And God said he did. He said he got, he hooked him up with the resource that was able to get the job done better than he could. He said, because if he would have tried to pick up the child, run with the child, it was possible that he or the child or both could have gotten hurt in that moment. So he knew right then. Said, look, I can't do this. So I'm gonna have to make a decision. I need you to go take my child to his mother. And he knew that the servant could do it quicker than he could. He said that he loved him enough, that he cared about him enough, that he wanted to assist him enough, that he did what he could in his own power. Even if it meant that he didn't do it himself, he got somebody else to do it. He didn't just leave the child there 
He didn't just go on about his business or act like he didn't hear him. He got the child the help that he needed, but it wasn't through him. He got somebody else to do it. And that got me to thinking about how there are many times. Now, y'all, I know y'all parents. I'm not saying for y'all. Let me go ahead and put this disclaimer out there. I'm not saying for y'all and God is not saying for y'all to not tend to your children when there are a medical emergency. That's not the revelation there. We listen. We have to use wisdom. Yes, please do so. But this is but the revelation here is not about children. It's just about people that are attached to us, whether by blood, whether by, uh, you know, just platonic relationships. The people that we are connected to, there are still times that we have to gauge our own capacity to see if we can do whatever it is that they're asking or what they're needing in the moment. Now, some of you may be saying with Tiffany, what is capacity? Capacity is literally the amount that you can store, that you can hold, that um, that you can produce. Um, capacity is like a... Um, Again, yeah, it's like a like a container. A container can only hold but so much. I'm sitting here looking at an apple juice bottle. That apple juice bottle can only contain but so much. And when it's full, everything is going to pour over. When it's empty, of course, you know, some more can flow in. But if it's full with its own juice, it can't take any the juice of anybody else's to come in. So what I'm trying to say is we have to get to a point where we know or, or where we become aware and know and honor our capacity, right? Because we, um, we're all experiencing and going through different things. And sometimes even with us going through our own things, we try to be the hero for everybody else in their own thing. And I've always heard the phrase that's, a lot of times, someone else's emergency, that does not mean that it's my emergency. Even if I'm connected to you, I can love you to life. But just because you're having an emergency, that does not always mean that that's my emergency. And so we have to know because, you know, just like you, life is happening to you. Life is happening to me. So, and sometimes I can show up, I can laugh, I can kiki, I can look the best, but that does not mean that I don't have anything going on. That does not mean that because I've shown up, because I've dressed up, because I looked the part, because I've done all these things, that still does not mean that I have capacity to be able to uh, uh, do, you know, whatever it is that you need me to do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that this makes sense because sometimes we oftentimes take on things and assignments that really don't even belong to us. And so we're having to fight through our own issues as well as that. We are afraid to say no. We are afraid that if we say no, we're going to hurt someone's feelings. They're going to think that we're acting funny. They're going to think that we don't love them. They're going to get upset. They're not going to talk to me. But sometimes y'all, no, it means, well, not saying sometimes, all the times, no means no. And if no is going to save me from being overwhelmed, overstimulated, and if you get mad, then boo, you're just going to be upset. Because I myself, I am learning to honor my capacity, to know my capacity first, to know what I can 
or cannot do, what I can or cannot withhold, and to honor that. Because it's one thing to know a thing, but it's another thing thing to know it and to honor. Um, And so the father, again, he knew that he did not have the capacity. He did not have the fortitude, the strength to pick up that child and run run the child to his mother. So he had somebody else that was capable to do it. And there are times that you may have to do the same thing that, listen, I can't do this today, but there's somebody else that I can't. Let me connect you with them. Right. Um, Because y'all know that we have people that uh, look up, you know, look up to us. They come to us for advice and they know that we're wise counsel and they know that we won't lead them wrong and that we'll have their best interests at heart. But even sometimes hearing stories of what they're enduring, sometimes it can be a bit too much because you're just trying to get through your own stuff. And there are times where people will call and you look at the phone, you're like, man, you know, I don't even want to answer the phone because you don't know what, what they're going to say. And you're, and you're like, you know, you're hoping that it's going to be a light conversation that, um, you know, it's going to be nothing too heavy. But when we answer the phone, start talking and then here you go. Here goes something heavy. And this is not to say y'all trust me. I'm not saying that you do not, um, not to vent to anybody because everybody needs someone that they can talk to. But there are times when you need to talk to somebody, you just need to say, listen, do you have the capacity to talk about this today? Because I really need to talk, talk to um, somebody about this. And if they don't, we can't get upset. And if they say no, no doesn't necessarily mean that it won't happen. It just means right now I cannot do it. Right. So I want us to get to a point where we can become like the father. Now, again, I'm not saying to not tend to your children. This I hope y'all understand that this is not about your kids, that whenever they have a medical emergency, you are to be there with them. No, the revelation is bigger than that. People that are connected to us and when they need us, if we're not able to do it at that time, we know that we're not able to do it because we have our own things that we're trying to navigate through. And to just just to deal with that would put so much more pressure on you. We have to um, be able to be like the father and say, I can't or no or not today or maybe next week, right? And it doesn't always have to be no, but it may just be that moment right there is not the best moment for you. And if that's the case, it's okay. And if someone cannot understand that you do not have the capacity, then that says a lot, right? If they get mad because you say no and they forgot all of the other times that you said yes, then you need to monitor that, right? Because we don't always have it to give in the moment that everyone needs it. And sometimes we do have it to give, but God is telling us to keep it to ourselves. So today's episode is about get somebody else to do it. Pretty much like I'm not available at this time. I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So when you know and honor your own capacity, it does a few things. And we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to let you go. When you are able to 
say, get somebody else to do it. Um, or, and I'm not telling y'all literally to say, get somebody else to do it, but get somebody else to do it literally means no. It means not today. Can we talk another time? Can we reschedule? Let's see about next week. Let me check my calendar and get back to you. That's what get somebody else to do it means as it relates to this show today. But when we are able to honor our capacity, when we know we don't have it, it preserves our energy and it prevents us from burnout, right? Because we're trying to carry so many things of our own stuff and then we're piling other people's stuff on top of us. Y'all, after a while, we're going to break. We're going to break. Like I was talking about that container of apple juice. If my container is already empty, there's no way I can hold yours either. But for some reason, we feel like our cup is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But that's not the case. All right. So it not only preserves your energy and prevents you from burnout, but it also helps you in creating boundaries and enforcing them. Now, boundaries, we're going to do an episode about that because a lot of us, we create these boundaries, say we're going to do this, say we're not going to allow this. And then when the right person comes along, we'll bend those boundaries for them. And that's not what boundaries are created for. um, Boundaries are created to protect relationships. It's created to set up expectations so that relationships won't have to go through resentment, through frustration, that you'll know what to expect and from each other. That's what boundaries are created and what they're meant for. But a lot of times when it's the right person, when it's the right timing and they catch you on that good day, what you say you weren't going to do or what you say you were going to do, you'll find yourself bending and um, withdrawing from that. Um, so also saying no prevents um, harm on either side. Like I said, with this father, he knew he was old. He knew he did not have the capacity, the strength to carry the child and run with the child in the moment of emergency because he could have gotten hurt. The child could have gotten hurt or they both could have gotten hurt. And so sometimes when you don't have um, the capacity, you run risk of doing more harm than good, right? Also, when you don't have um, capacity and you honor that and you say, like, I can't, then you improve relationships. Because sometimes when you continue to do, 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 give, 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 when you really don't have it to do, that's what breeds resentment. That's what brings in frustration. And that's what causes tension in relationships. And then it's the awkwardness and nobody wants to address what it is. And you want people to read your mind when you just need to tell them, look, this is my issue. You like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So um, saying no, that helps because we, how do I want to say it? People that ask us to do things and we'll find ourselves doing it resentfully. And then we're going to get mad at the person, but we are the one that said yes. Or the, we are the one that continues to give, 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 do, 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 do. And you just fail to have that communicating time with them and tell them, look, I just can't do it. And you, you expect the person, in other words, to read your mind. Y'all, we just got to have conversations at times. Um, also, when you honor your capacity, 
And when you have that moment, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. Then you have better performance and you can work on things that are actually your assignment. You have more energy, more focus, more attention towards things that actually you are supposed to be doing, right? Because you're not focused, your your attention is not divided. You're not trying to, um, you're not weighed down by um, so much. Your mind is not cluttered. Your your performance and your attention, your focus can only be dedicated to what it needs to be dedicated in that moment versus a thousand things. So I'm going to stop here because I don't want the show to be too, too long, but I hope that I've made sense. And again, this is not about not coming to your children's rescue whenever they need assistance. That's not what this show is about. It's literally about knowing how full you are, how empty you are, and honoring that. If you cannot take a venting session one day, you know, someone calls to just vent, then guess what? It's okay for you not to answer your phone in that moment. If you need to call them back later on or call them back the next day, y'all, it's fine. We cannot be everything to everybody and still be good to ourselves. There's no way that we can do that. And it is okay to say no. It is okay to not answer your phone. It is okay to turn your phone off. It is okay to look at the phone ring and call back when you're able. It is okay. Right? And I do believe that this is for someone today because the Lord would not have impressed this in my spirit if somebody did not need to hear it. It is okay. You're not a bad friend. It's not that you don't care. It's not that you're not concerned or that you don't want the best out of everyone. But there are times that you have to monitor how much you can take, how much you can withhold. And when you're already full with different things that you're navigating through, there's no way that you can take on the load of anyone else's. Right. So it's okay, y'all. It's okay if you were supposed to go to dinner and once time gets close, you're like, you know what? I I need to take a rain check. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I promise you, it's okay. And the more you find yourself honoring your capacity, knowing what you can or cannot do, it becomes easier, right? And then, look, just have a conversation. If it's a person that you can talk to, be like, look, A lot has been going on. I may not be as accessible as I have been, but you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just know that it's nothing personal. Just trying to get through some stuff. And if they can't understand that, because life is life to everybody. Okay. I think I've said that pretty much every show, but life is literally life. And so we have to advocate for our own self because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. So I hope that today was a blessing and that you learn to say, quote unquote, get somebody else to do it. Can't do it this time. Usually I come through for you, but this particular time right here, I can't. Now, this is not to say that tomorrow, hey, I might be good to go. But right now, I just need this time just to get my own self together, get my own thoughts process through then I'll be back to you when I can 
And that's it. So I pray that today has blessed you all. Um, I know somebody needed it. Um, that's not even um, that's not even something that I'm concerned about. I know somebody needed it. So um, if it's you, take it in. And look, it just starts small. It starts small. And once you, like I said, get into the routine of, you know, you having a day, but like, you know what, well, I can't do this today. And that's that's just anybody, you know, with anything, I can't do this today. Even um, <laughs> even just like my job, I have to talk to, you know, my clients call sometime, and I'm like, I, I can't talk to her today. I just can't. I can't talk to him today because you already know that they got, they're going to have a whole lot of stuff with them. When they uh, call and when they get on their phone and it's like, woo, I shouldn't answer this phone because, you know, you just you are responsible for advocating for yourself. No one knows you or what you are experiencing, but you. So you have to advocate for yourself in that moment. So I'm going to go ahead and stop here. I pray that today has blessed you. Stay tuned um, because, of course, Wednesday after next, we will have another episode. So thank you all for your support. And I'll see you then on Anchor Dialogy the podcast.